0: to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Father, we just thank you for this night. We thank you, Lord God, for your word that is alive. We thank you, Lord God, for your word that changes us. We thank you, Father God, that we are new creations in you, Christ Jesus, that all that old stuff is gone and everything is new in you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for that. And Lord, I just thank you again for your word. Plant the seeds, cause them to grow bring about change in our lives it's not just about coming together and laughing and that's part of it but Lord we want to change we want to grow we want to be ready for what's coming our way prepare us Lord prepare us through your word through the teachings through the sermons the, the ministry that's here Lord God it's so rich and I thank you for that father and now Lord I just give it to you father and um use me Just use me, Lord, just simply and plainly, gut level, the way you have me teach. And I give you all glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight I want to look, for us to look into, um, we're going to look into the book of James, and um, there's a a scripture that we're going to basically tear apart so that you should have a fuller understanding of. in what he's saying to the church there and to us but there's just a couple of things I just want to put out there before we actually get into that scripture into uh, James we're going to go into James one and how many of you believe we're in the last days okay I mean it's all around us we can see it and I just want cha- to share a little bit out of, of Second Timothy. You don't have to go there. I'm just going to give the list that he gives. It's 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. And it's basically a warning, and it's for us to pay attention to. And he says, know this, perilous times will come. Isn't that exciting? I'm so excited about that. Actually, I am, because it means that we are nearing the end. It means that we're looking forward to Christ's return for a change of everything that's going on now and to see his kingdom grow even further and to permeate this earth. He says, know this. Now, if you want to read along, I'm in Second Timothy 3. I'm just going to go 1 through 5. Perilous times will come for they're going to be lovers of self. I'm going to give you the list. Lovers of money. They'll be boastful blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power. From such, turn away. Now, if you look at the original Greek, and I didn't look this one up, but I looked it up, but I didn't, it actually means get away from them. Separate yourself from all that. You know, we want, to, we want to minister to everybody. And the scripture does say that God would have not one, not one that doesn't, that isn't saved, not one lost. But if you find yourself hooking up with some of this, You better start putting the word of God over what you think, feel, or want to do. We're in a time right now where that stuff has to go. It has to go. We are not to be linked with unbelievers or any of this sort of person. Well, I can bring them up to my level. No, you can't. Unless God does the work, it won't be done. You'll sink. You'll compromise. Now, Sunday... Pastor Latasha gave us a prophetic word about how we're forerunners. This church, this body right here, is part of the forerunners in this time and age. Shock and awe, she said. I also believe that she's 100% right that God is saying, be ready. Little did she know that my word that the Lord wants me to share with you guys tonight is perseverance. It's how we're going to run this race with perseverance because tough times are coming. She said, it's not going to be all peaches and cream at the beginning of this year. So when your peaches rot and your cream sours, you're going to have to know how to persevere. We're gonna have to know when it's not all sugar and cream how to persevere. We're I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we're gonna face some tough times. But God is able to deliver us out of all of that. But we have a part, and that's what we're gonna look at tonight. I also want to remind you that um, Jesus said in John sixteen thirty three. He was talking to his disciples and telling them some of the stuff they were going to be facing. And it wasn't going to be fun. It was not going to be a good time. Souls were going to be won. Converts were going to happen. It was going to be a good time for the kingdom. But if you look at all at the, basically there was 11 of them left because Judas hung himself. So there were 11 of them. Yeah. That's not funny. Maybe it is. I don't know. Threw the money back at him and hung himself because he knew he messed up big time. I don't want to find myself in that position. I know I won't. But he said, I've told you all this so that you could have peace, because what's coming is not going to be good. You're going to be persecuted. You name it, they were going to struggle. Who wants to hear that? See, it's good to come in here. And have the Lord stir us up and get the joy going and laughing and that's in preparation for what's coming and I'm not a you know woe is me teacher preacher but the facts are the facts and when God is speaking so strongly and through different ones at different times he's saying to us wake up be sober first peter 5 8 through 11 he says be sober and be vigilant why because we have an enemy the devil himself strolls around seeking whom he may devour God's saying wake up sober up be vigilant yes the joy of the lord is our strength and god knows i have spent lots of hours on the floor laughing uncontrollably, being recharged and re-energized. And the Lord speaks to me and tells me things and shows me things. But when the rubber hits the road, we better know how to stand. And we've heard teachings on on the armor. We need that. We need that. We've got to be clothed in the right clothing. We've got to have the armor of God. But Jesus said, take heart, for I have overcome the world. He said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So that's encouragement. That's when th- when your peaches are rotten and your cream is sour. You remember, he overcame all of this, even though it's coming at us. And it may come, I'll give witness, testimony, whatever you want to call it, but I get knocked And I'm barely up, and I get knocked again. And I'm barely up, and I get knocked again. But you know what? The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And there may be times when all I can do is whisper, Jesus, Jesus. But you know what happens at the name of Jesus? Every knee bows. Heaven on earth and beneath earth. At the name of Jesus, it has to bow. Do we get tired? Yep. Yep. Then it's times of refreshing. And only God can do that. Only God can give the refreshment that we need deep in our souls when our soul is hungry. So I said all that to uh, basically just preface for um, the scripture. We're going into James 1. And I'm going to read it out of two different versions just because um, most of my study and most of my teaching comes out of the New King James, Uh, it's what we used in Bible college. And, yeah, I went to Bible college. Pastor and I went together. We'll leave it there. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to read first out of, um, let me get this out here. The New King James. And then I'm going to read out of the International. And most of what I go off of tonight is going to be off of the international, of international. Yes, I know where it's at. It just takes time getting there sometimes. These Bibles have been through it this week. All right. The heading above this says, Profiting from Trials. Oh, isn't that exciting? We can profit from the trials and the tests and the hard times if we'll let God do it, if we'll do our part and persevere. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I want to be perfect and complete, lacking nothing, especially facing what we're going to be facing in the days to come it's already started now this one I really like because this one really ministered to me some time back when my faith was really being tested and I needed to persevere consider it pure joy my brothers whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith do you know that do you know the testing of your faith do you know your faith is going to be tested we don't just get to float through I'm saved now, everything's wonderful. I'm never gonna have a bad day in my life. I don't have to have a bad day, but when stuff comes at me, I better be ready for it. I need to be ready, or I wouldn't be in here. The testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything bring it on. And somebody would say, don't say that. No, bring it on because you know why? I'm going to grow up some more. I'm going to mature in my faith. I'm going to be lacking nothing because whatever that trial is, whatever that testing is, God's already said, I'm going to make it through it. Does it not say that he sees the end from the beginning? He sees the whole picture. Now, I'm not I'm not one, what is that, a sadist or something? I'm, I'm not one of those that I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want a rough time. No, no. But I want to know what to do when the rough time hits. I want to know, I know where to go. But sometimes you got to have practical application. How do I do this? How am I going to make it through this? This is not a good thing. This has wore me out. I'm not doing so good here. How am I going to do this? I'm going to go back to f- the first part of the verse and I'm going to count it all joy. I'm going to count it all joy. And I may have to lay, sit, stand, and say, The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Until I get to the point where the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I'm strengthened in my inner man. It's not something up here, it's in here. The joy of the Lord and the strength that comes from that is deep inside your soul. It's something, it's a joy. The world didn't give it to me. We used to sing a song years ago. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. So when the world's coming at you, you remember the joy of the Lord is your strength. I'm going to count it all joy when I'm going through these various trials, these various temptations, these various difficult times. And we have them. I mean, let's be real. We have them. This past year, it's been a difficult year, more so for some people than I. I've, I've not had a rough time. We had to close the shop for a while, but the Lord sustained and kept us. We didn't have to close it, we were able to reopen. Lots of hair salons did not reopen. God was good to us. We continued to tithe, we continued to give, we continued to do what God had shown us to do. We counted it all joy. And when you take God's word, take it seriously, and let it become deep-rooted within you, and then you apply it, again, sometimes you may have to say, I'm going to count it all joy. 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 Because I know that I'm going to grow up through this. I'm going to mature through this. I'm going to be able to move forward through this. All right. Let's tear this up. Ah, We're going to. We're going to go through this thing. Um, I'm going to show you some of the Greek words, and there are. In case you don't know, and you've never heard this before, you probably have. um, Every word that has been translated in the English, there are lots more words in the original Greek, and because James was Greek or Jewish and he was addressing the Greek. Most of this is written in Greek. Um, I just wanna give you a little bit about James and the book of James. He actually was the eldest half brother of Jesus. He didn't accept the claim that Christ was the son of God until after his resurrection, which I didn't know that. So if you've learned something already, you've learned something tonight, see? Um, he actually became an elder and a leader in the early church, eventually serving as a pastor in Jerusalem to the Christian Jews, the ones who had accepted. And according to history, Josephus, who was, you know, very much, uh, you can keep him to what, he kept it, um, it was correct. What he taught, the historian, was correct. And said that the book of James could very well be the very first book that was ever written in the New Testament. No, it doesn't go Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It is not, for the most part, chronolo- chronologically correct. But James was addressing the early church, and they were having problems. They were struggling. After being dispersed from Jerusalem because of the persecution that was happening to the early church, James's letter offers the Jewish believers wisdom and direction as to how they could be able to stay the course. In the midst of persecution, in the midst of temptation, in the midst of the trials, um, they had it pretty rough. Compared to what we go through, they had it pretty rough. I mean, they were going completely against everything that ever been taught. You know, so <coughs> he also encouraged them in the midst of the unbelieving people, urging them to take responsibility for their own spiritual progress. Hmm. I'm accountable for how much I'm going to grow. You're accountable for how much of this that I'm putting out here for you tonight to take it and grow with it or just go, okay, another one, another Wednesday night. I pray that you don't do that. and I don't think, looking in this room, that any of you will do that. You, I know that God will give you something out of this to progress in your spiritual walk, to be able to persevere in the times that are ahead of us. James also offers words of encouragement and urged them to focus on the victory that would ultimately belong to them. So we don't focus on the temptation or the trial or the hard time. We focus on the victory that's in Christ Jesus that's already been won for us. It's already been taken care of, but it's our responsibility. Get into this word, whatever your issue is, if it's your spouse, if it's a child, if it's finances, you need a job, you need a place to live, it's in here. It's in here. The word of God covers everything you could ever face on any time in your life. It's complete. It's alive. It's whole. It works. It worketh, our pastor says. It worketh. It worketh quite right. I will quote, practical advice. He also offers words of encouragement, gives practical advice to unify the believers whose fellowship at the time was being threatened by, number one, lack of love, number two, ungodly, unchristian speech, hmm, and bitter attitudes, hmm, hmm. I think you said Sunday. Well, how come she got to do that and I didn't? Well, because it wasn't your turn. I don't know. You know, it's that kind of stuff that creates problems in the body. And if we're going to move forward, if we're going to take hold of everything God has for us, that all has to go out the door. Leave it out there. Get it out of your life and then you won't bring it in here. Deal with it on your own. You're responsible for your spiritual walk. You're responsible for that. We can teach, we can encourage, we can have short phone conversations. I don't text, so if I don't text you back, it's not because I don't like you, it's because I don't like texting, because I can hear more of your heart through your voice than I can these little things on I don't do it. I do because I have to, but I prefer not to. Call me on the phone. Let's see, call me on the phone. We don't do this anymore, do we? My kids laugh at me when I pick up my phone and go, hello? Oh, hello? Please. All right. He reminds them that their choice, make their own own choices, and you can choose. You can give in to the sin or the temptation or the disappointment or whatever you think didn't go right, and you thought it should have go another way, and it didn't. You get to choose which way you're gonna go with that. You can either get bitter and ugly and mean, or you can say, I'm gonna count it all joy. Grow me up, Lord, grow me up. I don't wanna be the same right now as I was this morning, and I'm not. I don't wanna be the same tomorrow that I am today, and I won't be, I won't be. Stand firm and experience the maturing of their faith develop patience that would perfect and complete them. His prevailing theme through the entire book of James, which we're not going to do tonight, but, is enduring faith. I don't know about you, but I want to be in for the long haul. I'm in for the long haul. I'm not giving up. I'm going to continue to push forward and keep growing and keep maturing. And if it means more trials, then I'll count it all joy when I meet those various trials and temptations and difficult times. Now, don't be confused. He's not talking about sickness. Nowhere in there. That word is sozo, and that is not in this text. That's the healing part, salvation and healing. He's not talking about that. He's talking about the temptations, the trials, the difficult times to what? Test our faith. But the testing of our faith, what did we read? It produces steadfastness, per, a perseverance in patience, patiently persevering. It's kind of a tongue twister. patiently persevering. All right, now we're going back to, James, where he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers. Now he's talking to us. He's talking to the church. He's not talking to the world, people. He's talking to the church. Wherever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Yes, I read it again. I did that on purpose. Now, count it all joy. Count it. In the Greek is... Higo omia, which is a verb. It's an action. He's saying count it, think on it, rule it, and regard it. And then he follows that with pure joy. Pure is the word pas, p-a-s in the Greek, and it means. Always, altogether, whole, from every direction, in every way, perfect and absolute. So now we see where he's saying. Count it all, rule it, regard it. Always whole, altogether, from every direction. Pure joy. That's a, I mean, that's a lot right there, to just take in. No matter where it comes from, no matter what it is, no matter how it comes at me. I'm to look at it as something pure and counter all joy. So that bad thing is a good thing. Why? Because as we go on to to the joy, it's chara, which is the beginning of charisma, which is, you know, we're considered the charismatic church. We're full of joy and we rejoice, and that's what it means rejoicing. Always rejoicing. My brethren, which is obvious the believers, whenever you face or fall into trials. The word there in the Greek, it also means perils, testing, persecution. Now here's what really got me to be pressed on. To be pressed on. When you're being squeezed, what's coming out? When you're being pressed on by that thing that's coming at you, whether it's a trial, a temptation, a testing, you're being pressed on. Ever felt like you're being pressed on? Uh-huh. I'm like, let up, please. I need to breathe. Count it all joy. Because you know, or at least you should, Now after tonight you will, no excuse. Well, the devil, no, 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 no. No, he didn't do it. No, no. And God knows, again, beforehand, you're going to make it through it if you count it all joy and you seek him and you stay in his presence. It sounds conditional. It is. God has an answer for everything, and we want to just skip through it and think everything's going to be fine. We're accountable for our own, our own growth process to seek him, to stay with him, to get in the word. And see what he has to say about that particular issue in my life right now. It's that simple. Because you know the testing of your faith, which is pistos, your beliefs, your, rea- your reliability, or your faithfulness. He who is faithful over little. Anybody know this one? Shall be faithful over what? Much. Much. If I can't handle tithing on $5, why is he going to give me 5 million? If I can't handle ministering just to my own family, my own people, my own circle, why would I expect him to make it any bigger? See? He, the te- our testing is also to prove our reliability, our faithfulness, and just how our belief system is founded. It's got to be founded on the rock. It's got to be founded on the word of God, your entire belief system. We're not of the world anymore. We're new creations in Christ Jesus. We've got to renew our minds in the word of God so that our belief system will stand the storm. When we're in the fire, we know there's someone there with us. We don't have to do this alone. We are never, ever, ever alone. It may feel like it at times. It may feel like it, but you're not. You never are. He's always there with us, always. Now, perseverance, which I really like that in the, the New International, so it's, um. The definition, the biblical term used to describe Christians who faithfully endure and remain steadfast in the face of opposition, attacks, and discouragement. That's perseverance. Did you get that? The biblical term used to describe Christians who faithfully endure and remain steadfast in the face of opposition, attack, and discouragement, it's, I'm going to quote Pastor LaTosha again, it's not going to all be peaches and cream. I mean, and when I prayed about that, it was like, it's not. You might get some rotten peaches, and you might get some sour cream, but what are you going to do with it? Same thing you would if it was in the physical. You're going to throw it out. Amen? Now, let me... Let me give you some of the words that the actual Greek, and it's, it's, it's a huge list. But again, we're talking about perseverance in the storm, in the difficult times, okay? And if one of these fits, you grab hold of it and say, yep, that's what I need. That If I can't persevere, I need this, okay. Patient perseverance, enduring with patience, persistence, tenacity, that's my sister over there, you know what it is to be tenacious? You grab hold and you don't let loose. You're gonna persevere. You know what God's word says, and that's what we do when those testings and trials come. Find out what it is. You're, we have had incredible teachings on finances. If you're starting on finances, get the teachings. Whatever area, again, I can't, I can't reiterate that enough. There's not an area in our lives that God has not provided an answer for And the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and show you those truths. That's who we rely on. Anyway, steadfastness, endurance, resolute. The word of God will bring you to resolve in your issue if you'll let it. And you stand on that. You hold on to that word and you don't turn loose. You get tenacious about it. You persevere in it single-mindedness. You know what the word says about double-minded? You receive nothing from God. You're tossed about by every wave of the sea, back and forth, back and forth. Well, I think that's what it said. No, that's what it said. Yep, that's what it said. But this is what I see. Well, that's not what you're supposed to live by. We live by faith, not by what we see going on. What is that you guys practice tonight? You're always working. Even though I don't see it, you're working. Even though I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop, you never stop working. He never stops working. We are the ones that have to persevere in the storm. We have to hold on. Single-mindedness, tireless application. I find that in my prayer life, to, to take the word of God, and if I'm praying, now I've got, well, I didn't bring it. For my kids, I have a list, two sides. And the main one is to call them out of darkness and transfer them into his glorious kingdom of light. And you know what? It worketh. It worketh. To God's glory it worketh. Hold on. Apply his word. Get in the word so you can apply the word. If you're not in the word and you don't know what the word says about your situation, you're not going to be able to stay persevering in it. You're not going to be able to stay steadfast because the wind's going to come and the storm's going to come and you think, you think you got a grip on it. But when your legs get absolutely knocked out from underneath you, you know what you got to do? Learn to float. Learn to float. Pick your feet up and float on it. I'm standing. I'm persevering. I'm going to believe what God told me about this particular issue. I don't care what my eyes see. I don't care what other people say. I'm riding the tide until I get back to the shore and my feet are on solid ground again. Stamina. Tireless application. Stamina. Stay power. True grit. Unwavering. Unfaltering. Hope. Vigilant, unfailing hope. What is hope? Hope. The evidence of things not seen, right? Hello? Am I putting you to sleep? Or are you just that intense? (laughs) Keep feeding. The ability to keep at it. See, we want to give up. I think it's been probably a month or so ago. The Lord kept pounding that in my heart, and I sat back there, and and I just looked at Pastor, and I went, I got to share this. And it was too... Hold on. Don't give up. Don't stop. Stay tenacious. Stay steadfast. Hold on and keep pushing in because you're growing. You're maturing. You're becoming even more steadfast in the word of God. If we're like everybody else, what makes us any different? If we're like the world and the first thing that comes knocks us down and we start complaining and murmuring and crying and blah, blah, blah. Even though that's the reality in our life, it shouldn't supersede the word of God. Get the word of God. Hold on to it. Stay tenacious. The ability to keep at it. Not taking no for an answer. Never despairing. Keep on keeping on stay your course stand firm able to move heaven and earth i like that one able to move heaven and earth i could not say any more and you would have plenty to go with but i'm going to say more (laughs) verse four but let let see and, and when, I'm, when I'm studying, the Lord will stop me. Or even when I'm just reading, the Lord will stop me, and he'll either back me up or give me another scripture to look at. But here he said, but let, the Holy Spirit says, but let my job again, my responsibility again, and the Greek word there means to allow. To allow perseverance. Let perseverance. It must finish its work. The Greek word there for finish is echo, echo. It has to finish. Perseverance must be allowed to finish its work, which what happens with an echo? Echo, 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 right? It goes on and on and on. So perseverance needs to finish, echo, its work. It has to echo its work. It's constant, prominent, and keeps leading. I mean, that's like, wow, one little word like that. You know, when you dig into it, I just, I love the word of God, but I I love to teach it. So I'm like, all right, show me more, show me more. It has to finish its work. Why? Look what it goes on to say. So that you may be mature To be made perfect, complete, and finished, lacking nothing. Now, we know that we are complete in Christ Jesus. We know that he has given us everything that pertains to life. We have everything we need, but there's some stuff that needs worked out. We're to work out our own own salvation, are we not? So we are a new creation. We're not the person we used to be. But this brain, this mind has to be transformed. How is it transformed? Through the word of God. Pressing in, pushing forward. I had a time where I didn't. I just I didn't want to say pressing in anymore, and I didn't want to hear it because I would look at him and say, "What are you pressing into?" Well, the word. What word? I don't want to hear that. What are you? Are you? Are you pressing into? Well, the things of God. What things? What things are you? Pre- what are you pressing in for? What do you? What are do you doing? What? I've been pressed on, honey, and I, you know what? I pressed in. Yeah and I had to press in and press in and press in because then I was pressed on again. What's coming out when you're squeezed? Sometimes it's ugly. And then I have to remember what my God says, what he has to say about that subject, what he's already done or wants to do in me. Me? Yes. Do you want to mature? be complete, lacking nothing. I do. I do. And if it takes those tough times, I'll go through it. I don't like it, but I've learned how to persevere. I have learned how to persevere. And that is by counting it all joy and saying, okay, Lord, all right, grow me up so you can use me some more. Grow me up. It's not about so I can be happy and just have a wonderful life. It's so that I can pour out in confidence knowing that i'm using the word of god correctly and helping you to grow up we all have to grow we all need to grow we all will benefit from one another if we're real and we share the, the time of testimony we used to have times of testimonies and it's like what, what is god doing in your life well sister well yeah that's what i thought i can tell by your countenance and I'm not. am not always wonderful, and hoo hoo, and everything's. Fun. No, I. I have tough times too, but I've learned how to persevere through them so that I can mature, so that I can be perfect, lacking nothing. Yes, we can be perfect. Yes, we can. Complete, finished, lacking nothing. I'm going to go over to James five moving here a little bit on you we want everything to happen right now Is that funny Steve you know why because we're a microwave the Lord said to me we're microwave instant cream of wheat instant oatmeal instant this instant that uh, Instagram insta whatever I don't do that either We're so accustomed to everything being right now. I don't want to wait. I just want this to be over with, you know. Let's be done with all this. Doesn't happen that way. I'm going over to 5, seven, James 5, seven. Be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits. Now, I'm from Illinois originally, so I know about the farmers. I know about planting. I know about tearing the ground up. I know about fertilizing it and waiting it for growing. So every time the word uses something about farming and planting things and reaping things, it's like, oh, I know about that Mm-hmm. in the physical and the spiritual. Anyway, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. Now, I'm gonna go back there and tell you, my family's farmers, I don't ever remember any of them sitting in the farm and waiting for the corn to come up, sitting in in the field and waiting for the corn to come up. They just wait, they patiently wait, know that the seed has been planted and there shall be a harvest, but you have to persevere You have to water the seed sometimes you have to fertilize the seed a little more and pray for rain so that the seed will grow persevere wait patiently see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains you too be patient and stand firm because the lord's coming is near he's telling us stand firm persevere find out what it is god is telling you in that particular i keep saying this but it's get in the word find out what god has to say about it stand in that persevere hold on and stay steadfast on god's word because that's what brings change that's what causes us to grow and mature it's not somebody's opinion It's not what, you know, the the world has to say. It's God's word. The Greek word, therefore, waiting patiently, and he goes into um, verse 80 says, um, patient and stand firm. Be patient and stand firm. It's establish your hearts, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions solid standing firm and steadfast so it's establishing your heart your mind your will and your emotions to be thinking of what god's word says versus what you think feel or uh, it's the renewing of the mind standing perseverance romans going over to romans five where you've got to back up for romans We're talking about persevering, standing so that we can grow, so that we can become mature, established in our hearts. <clears throat> Romans 5. Get over there, Debbie. I used to put little tags in my Bible. madam I'm going to go back to the tags, you know, how we used to do the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they rip your Bible up. But they're good to, like, turn real quick to make you look like you really know where you're going. I do. <laughs> it just takes a while sometimes. All right, again, I'm using the NIV. I just, I really have, for this teaching, I really, we're going into uh, Romans 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace, which we now stand. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because our sufferings are going to produce perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character hope, and now hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit which he has given us. Perseverance builds character, and a lot of us don't want to hear that. I'm going through a rough time. You're character building. I don't want to hear that. I'm sorry, but that's what's happening. You're building character. And something the body of Christ needs is integrity and character. That we not be wishy washy, but that we stand firm in what we believe in. Romans 8, 18. I'm just kind of confirming here what James had said. It's just different scriptures that the Lord gave me to share with you. Going to 18, it's about character building, about growing up, becoming mature. to 18. And this is Paul speaking to the Romans. And, you know, he went through some stuff now. Jailed and beat and persecuted and run out of cities and, I mean, lots. He went through a lot. And here's what he had to say. I consider that our present sufferings are not even worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits its eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. We need to be mature, perfect, lacking nothing. Sons of God, daughters of God. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought about to the glorious freedom of the children of God. Not even worth comparing not even worth comparing. Where was I? Oh, 22. We know that the whole creation, did I read that already? No. 22. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly. There's the perseverance again. There's the steadfastness. For what? Our adoptions as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. He who hopes for what he already has, but if we hope for what we do not yet have, we will wait for it patiently. So Paul said it's not even worth comparing. What we're going through, what I'm going through, as hard as it's been at times, not even worth comparing to the glory that's in Christ Jesus and where He's taken me. It's not even worth it. And that's for now. It's not just, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, you know? No. It's fulfilled. And it's through that perseverance, that patient perseverance, that we come to a place of joy where it just don't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going to grow. I'm going to mature. I'm going to become the woman of God and the man of God that He's called me to be. It's all there. But we got to work it out. And sometimes we just don't want to do that. It's not a whole lot of fun sometimes. Seasons, you know, we go through seasons, and some are a little more difficult than others. <clears throat> All right. In 2 Corinthians four sixteen through 18, I'm, Paul just says that it's a light. He describes it as light momentary, momentary afflictions. I mean, everything that he went through and he looked at it as light, momentary afflictions. It's not going to last. This too shall pass. My mother used to say that to me, and I hated it. It was like, it's okay, Debbie. It's okay. This too shall pass. And then you know what she would say? And then you'll have something else to deal with. Thanks, Mom. Don't say those things to me. I don't want to hear that. Don't do that. Don't do that. One of my kids will say, don't put that on me. Don't put that on me, ma. Don't put that on me. All right. Uh, We know that we have an enemy. We know that he's out to kill, rob, and destroy. But before that, Jesus said, I've come that you could have life and have it abundantly. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. And we need to remember that. The, The... light afflictions, momentary. They're not forever. It's to grow us up, to mature us, and to have us lacking nothing, nothing. And there are those times when you think, how am I going through this? How am I gonna get through this? How? This is the worst thing I've ever been through in my whole entire life. How am I gonna get through this? You're gonna pray. The first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna pray. And that's one of the things that we are to persevere in, we are to persevere in prayer. That's Ephesians 6.18 at the end of the armor. You know what it says? Pray always for the saints. Pray always. We don't pray enough. And even when we don't, we're not persevering in it. Well, I prayed, did you? Once, twice? I mean, I know that the, the word also says that when we ask, he hears us and we pray in faith and we believe we have what we ask. But sometimes you got to, again, is there not a story in the New Testament where the woman came seeking bread? Then the other one was the widow that the judge, she'd been dealt with unfairly and she kept going to the judge and going to the judge and going to the judge. He could have cared less about her. But you know what he got tired of? So he gave her what she asked for. Sometimes we have to persevere even in our prayer. Don't give up. Don't give up. No matter what it is you're pressing in for, whatever you've been pressed on, don't give up. You could be right on the edge, and I never used to like to hear this, but then it happened. But you could be right on the edge of the breakthrough, and because you go into doubt and unbelief, and that's as simple as this. This is never going to happen. Doubt and unbelief. And now we're going to start over. You know? We have to persevere that we can become mature, that we can grow up lacking nothing. Perfect in Christ Jesus, lacking nothing. Hebrews 12. Examples of faith, and that's what also will grow. As you persevere, what does it do? It grows your faith up. And if you come around full circle and you find yourself back there again, it's like, okay, I need to grow in this some more. I need to grow in this some more. Apparently, I didn't get it all the last time. There's some I'd skip, Please. Make sure you do this completely, perfected in me completely. The entire whatever it is, teaching, testing, trial. I don't want to go through it again. So keep me here as long as I need to be. Show me truth. Show me the progress. Show me what you need to show me. God is a good God always. Always, always, always. God is not a God of bad. That's how simple it is. Good things, God; bad things, enemy. We need to learn how to discern those too. I think uh, most of us in here, we know that. We know that we're not of the. We may have been of the school of thought that well, God's going to teach me. Well, He is, but it's not going to be through all that. Where do I gone? I was going to Hebrews 12. Where I was going to start. I'm going to go to verse 1. Therefore, here's how you're getting through it, okay? Here's the how. How do I apply this? How do I, when that thing comes at me, other than counting it all joy, how am I going to move through this? Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you do not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, and you have forgotten the word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. In the days ahead, I think we're gonna have opportunities to give up to say this worketh not. That goofy pastor, I don't know about him and that Latasha who, you know, this is nonsense. Not, don't lose heart. He says, don't grow weary in well-doing, why? Because in due season, you shall reap the harvest. Let us be people who face the trials, the tests, and the tribulations with joy. Pure joy. When it comes at you, in every way, every direction, it's pure joy. Knowing that the testing of our faith is producing endurance, an endurance that we are really going to need in the year to come. So, praise God. Be encouraged. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, that the work is your work. But we have a responsibility to take your word and to live your word, not just talk about it. But, Lord, that you would bring us to a place that we can look at the hard times, we can look at the struggles, we can look at the difficulties, and count it all joy because we know you're growing us up, and we can remain joyful, and we can remain positive, we can continue to work our own salvation out with the fear and the trembling. Lord, we thank you for what you're bringing us to. We thank you what you're bringing us through. We just thank you and praise you for the year to come. Lord, that there are going to be those uh, shock and all moments. Lord, that uh, sometimes the shock may not be what we want it to be, but when you work it all out and you work it through us, we're going to go, ah, uh. It's going to amaze us, as long as we're willing and we submit to you. Lord, we thank you that greater is he that's in us, your Holy Spirit, than he that is in the world. We thank you, Lord God, that you see everything from the end, Lord God, that you have a work for us, and we just surrender to you and that work. Now, Father, give us safe travel home. Lord, I pray that you will water the word that's been spoken. Lord, that even one little morsel that someone takes. Father, I pray that everyone leaves with something, Father God. And I thank you. Your word is alive, living, able to do what you send it out to do. Your word does not return into you void. We thank you for that. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen.